21 of our Brooklyn Bites. I'm Leon, and I'm here with... Stephanie. Hey. <laughs> so, we're back once again to talk about what's happening this week. And uh, why don't we start off with what we've been playing. And I guess I'll... Um, I haven't really had a lot of time to play much this week. I've started off on my next game, but I'm going to... I'm gonna hold off on it. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm gonna mm. keep. I'm gonna keep playing, and I'll I'll save it for next time. What you been doing shoveling? <laughs> doing a lot of shoveling out there. Uh, no, it's this crappy Transformers Legends game. <laughs> You're still, still eating up your time, huh? Ah man, sometimes it takes over and it really nudges out everything else. Mm. I, I I managed to pull off a. Um, it was a it was a team battle episode this week, and um, and you know almost almost got a full six day win, but. We stopped short, and uh, I had to go for a top 100 finish instead, <laughs> which I managed to do. So, Would you play, like, 20 hours straight? Um, it, I broke it up. I mean, it was okay. it was a hard battle on the last day. On the last day, it was a really long one, but managed to do it. Well, it paid off. I don't know right? if it paid off. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of goof-ups on that episode. Um, but rather than get into that, mm. I'm going to maybe kick it over to you and maybe we can hear about All what right. you've been playing. So, uh, I did play a new game this week called Odd Bot Out. Mm. It is on iOS and Android. Okay. So this is a puzzle game where you play a robot. I like um, it. I like it so far. It's got two legs mm-hmm. and one big eyeball. Kind of like the Big Man. Remember that? The little big guy from the pen maker? Yeah. It's just like a big eyeball. Uh-huh. So the eyeball is cool because it follows your finger on the screen. Um, other than that, it doesn't really serve much of purpose. Mm. But it gives it a little bit of personality. And uh, so these levels are basically you have to get from start to finish. And there's like an obstacle in your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a robot, you don't have hands, so you just have your feet. You can't jump. You can climb the height of, like, one block. That's the most you can climb. So if it's two blocks high, and you can't go that way. You have to stock, stack blocks up to get, you know, to create a stairway to go upwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly like a like a 2D kind of a game? Yeah, 2D side-scrolling. Mm-hmm. Um, fa- graphics aren't overly fancy. Pretty simple, like, white, uh, minimal colors. But uh, it gets the point across. It's problem solving, so you don't even get to see the exit. Uh, and this was done intentionally. You can't zoom out and see where you have to go. You're kind of mm. just moving forward along as you go. Um, so you don't necessarily know when you first start the level what you have to do. It's a little bit of trial and error. And a little bit of exploration, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you get different objects. Uh, you have like on and off switches. Mm-hmm. And you'll have, like, fans or jetpacks with wires that you can connect to your on and off switches. And depending on if you connect to the switch, it could go, like, forwards or backwards, like the engines and the motors and things like that. So it's all experimentation. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah, you control the power sources. Uh, about 100 levels. It seems like, um, from what I've seen of it, like, it's kind of like a little bit of a physics kind of a puzzler it, it is yeah the the physics on it are can be a little like um rough sometimes mm-hmm. like there's some puzzles that i beat i think just by breaking the game like <laughs> i would just glitch my character like near a bunch of blocks and they would kind of just like the physics would freak out and they would all just be like 
bouncing around each other, and then my character would just kind of climb over everything. And that probably wasn't the way to do the puzzle, but mm. I could probably think of a few times that happened. Interesting. Um, so it's not perfect, but, you know, on iOS, on a tablet, it's all done with your finger, and you're just moving your character by dragging across the screen. Uh-huh. And then um, to move the objects, or to pick up objects, you have to, you know, you you put your finger on the object, and you can move it around the screen anywhere you want. You can even throw it, toss it. Mm. Uh, I think it would work well on, like, a 3DS, too, or something like that with a controller. Hmm. And, and um, you probably would still need the touch screen, but... Um, I think that would work well, even with a mouse on a computer. But uh, overall, I thought it was good. I definitely would say if you like the physics type of puzzle game, it's kind of fun. And uh, I had one issue, which was level 85. Hmm. It was this uh, swing mechanic where you had to rock this platform back and forth. So it was done with momentum. So one switch would kind of like lower the weight to the right and make the thing swing to the right and then when you flick the switch the other way it would rock the thing over to the left and you had to keep alternating the switches so it would kind of like create momentum and swing further and further and <laughs> just figuring that part out was tricky like getting the timing down but after you after you get enough of that momentum then you have to get your character while the thing is swinging and make it jump onto that platform that's like swinging towards you mm-hmm. so you can get to the other side it's kind of like a um kind of like a bridged sort of thing and that was like the one spot in the game that i spent a long time on <laughs> <laughs> was it just timing on your part or was there just something about the game engine that wasn't um, really I felt like working it was, with you i felt like it was a little like uh something was a little off about it mm-hmm. like i felt like things weren't like, I thought the physics were pretty good in the game, but in that spot, I don't know, something didn't feel right. And uh, I could, just couldn't get my character across onto this platform that kept swinging towards me. So it took a really long time. <laughs> and if you're stuck in a game like this, you, you're, you're, you just have to keep at it until well, you get Well, the it, thing right? was, I didn't even know, like, at first, after, like, I must have played it for, like, 15, 20 minutes, this one part. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can, this is beatable. Like, I feel like maybe the game's broken at this point and mm-hmm. you know it's they have to fix it so i looked on youtube and someone uploaded a video on how to beat the level and i looked at it and it was like yeah i'm doing that same exact thing that this person in the video did so i just kept trying and trying and then the eventually, result was different was that the result was different when you were doing it yeah hmm. yeah the, the person i guess they just had the timing exactly right and got it but it took me a long time to get that timing perfect okay but uh, otherwise no it was good i enjoyed it Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, what is this um, available on the app stores for their? Yeah, it platforms? was um, like a buck or two. Okay, I think on both. It's not bad. Hmm. It's um, no one ad purchases, so yeah, it just came out. So very cool. nice. Yep. And um, was there anything else on your plate this week? Game wise, yeah. Not really. I, I you know I, I dabble on a few things, but nothing that I played in depth enough to want to talk about. But I don't know if anyone else does this, but I, I I'm constantly, especially on iOS, I'm always downloading games and I'll play them for like maybe fifteen twenty minutes. Right. And then I'll be like, oh, I'll come back to this another day. <laughs> yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah, there's definitely no shortage of stuff to try especially out. Especially when they're free, it's like, well, what's what's there to lose? You know, you just download it, try it out. If it's right. good, maybe I'll play it on the spot. If it's 
if it, sometimes games seem pretty good, but it seems like I'm going to have to invest a lot of time into this. So I'll hold it. I'll be like, all right, I'll come back to this when I know I'm going to devote, you know, mm-hmm. a good 20, 30 hours into this thing. Mm. Yeah, it's funny, too, because, like, I've, there, there were periods where I would go through the App Store and look for free downloads and just load up on a, a bunch of games that I figured, oh, I'll just get to them eventually, you know, whatever. You know, like, whenever, I, whenever I'm done with one and I want the next one, you know, there's always going to be something there. <laughs> but lately I've realized that, you know, as they update um, iOS to new versions, a lot of times some of these games get broken. Yeah. And, um, by, you know, by the OS changes. And sometimes they're not, these are not games that are maintained or, or updated for these changes. <clears throat> so you basically can't go back and play some of those games unless you have a device that still has the old version of the OS on it. Um, otherwise, that's it. It's like kind of got a limited lifespan in that way. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Mm. It's probably even worse when you've bought the game and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that's kind of crummy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? A, a game that's unfortunate that happened too was Wreck It Ralph. Or mm-hmm. no, Fix It Felix. Well, the Fix It uh, Felix game based on, yeah. on Wreck It Ralph, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so they they had the original version, which was great on iOS. Uh huh. And then they updated it somewhere down the line, and they changed it a little bit. They kind of made it less, like, retro-looking. I don't know why they did that for. The control mechanic changed a little bit. Right. And then now it's just, I guess because it, they never bothered to update it, they just pulled it off the App Store altogether. Hmm. And another series that's really surprising, they pulled the Atari Greatest Hits collection on iOS. They pulled that from the App Store. Hmm. Maybe that because got finally broken, too. It was broken, yeah, because it's been broken for... Ever since iOS 8 came out, um, nothing's worked on it. Like I think one game works, and then everything else just crashes, or you can't control anything. So they just pulled in. Who knows if they're ever going to... Which kind of stinks, because it was a good... I thought it was a good bundle, 100 games. Right, right. For like well, $10 or something it was, I forget. Yeah, but we know what kind of changes Atari's been going through yeah, the past couple I know. of years. I know. So they actually just came out with an iOS game mm-hmm. of called Atari Scratchers. Oh yeah, have you checked that out? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> it's a so it's like did you ever go you went you ever play Lotto like when you buy those like scratch tickets right you want to win like a hundred bucks or something scratch it uh huh so it's it's that. But, like, a virtual... So you play as, like, your finger is a virtual coin that scratches these Atari-themed tickets. That's it? Yeah. So, <laughs> That's so it's, the like, game? Missile Command theme. And, yeah, so you use, like, Missile Command, and you scratch, like, the explosions where the city is, you know? Uh-huh. And But it's done to look like a real, like, oh, lotto see. card. It's not like the video game screen. So are they making a game out of the, of the scratching? Like a real-life scratch ticket game? Well, I mean, like, are you supposed to scratch them in, like, a certain order? To... No, you just scratch the whole ticket, and then it tells you, you look to see if you, you know, match three <laughs> gold coins and okay. win your prize or whatever. And, I... and then that's it. There's no, like, hmm. incentive to even want to play or win or... It's not like an ad for another game or something. It's just... Right. We had this idea, and maybe... Who knows? It's weird. It is very strange. I know. They, and they have, uh, like, Missile Command. Uh, I think Haunted House. I mean, I do remember the Pac-Man lottery tickets that yeah, New, yeah, yeah. New Jersey Lottery New Jersey had. has that. But... Yeah, like, similar idea to that. Okay. Atari stuff. Okay. All right. It's interesting to look at it just to see... Uh, what Atari's up to. That poor Atari license is <laughs> getting knocked around. Yeah. We'll come back to that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have more to say on that later. 
Um, all right. Well, how about uh, pickups for the week? Anything uh, of interest? Uh, yeah, I picked up um, well one thing of interest and one thing of non-interest. I, <laughs> I picked that uh, Best Buy had a sale on PlayStation PS Plus uh, one year right. deals. Sure. So I picked up and I had some credit with them, like reward point stuff. So I picked up that so I can renew my subscription. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm good now. I'm gold for another year. <laughs> well, you're plus. I'm plus, right, right, yeah. <laughs> should have read, should have read Sony's memo. Things to say and not to say. Mm-hmm. And I also picked up some arcade parts, um, like uh, joysticks. I picked up two Simitsu knockoff joysticks. They're called Zippies from Groovy Game Gear. I think they're called dot com. Mm-hmm. And I picked up also a flight stick. Hmm. So it looks like um, you ever play Gorf or Tron or any of those like Space Harrier? Sure. That one handled like analog stick. Mm-hmm. It's that, but it's with a different handle. It's like this um, just small like flight stick handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cool thing, so, of, yeah. So does it have a trigger on it? Yeah, it has two triggers. It has one for the thumb and then one for okay. the uh, index finger. Mm-hmm. And it has both digital and analog mode. I think the analog is through a wire. I have to read up on it. I'm not really sure actually <laughs> he's supposed to hook it up mm-hmm. but um it looked cool i figured i could use it in one of my sticks or project at some point i'm sure you will and then the cool but that see the cool thing about it is you can take off the handle part where you're the, the grip mm-hmm. and replace it with like a tron replica grip mm-hmm. like that style um you can buy like an extension bar and then it just fits right over it and then you can turn the joystick into like an actual Tron style controller. Where would you find something like that? Uh, they sell it. Yeah, they sell rep- reprodu- reproduction. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So it's, I'm not like, I don't really have a specific idea in mind right now what I'm going to do, but I had some credit with them because I bought some sticks last year that I returned. So I figured, let me pick it up now. See if I can get any of the juices flowing. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some ideas. I have, you know what it is? I bought a couple of iCade cabinets. Those, right? And I mean, they're kind of not. They're kind of worthless at this point because iCade's not really used with iOS anymore. But I figure, like one day, I'll, I'll repurpose the cabinets and make like little mini arcades. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, iCade is kind of obsolete at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it, you know. So it's, I would probably just gut it and <clears> just <throat> use the shell. Of it's the, been replaced as a standard. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of old games that still use it. Yeah, yeah. If they yeah. still work. <laughs> um, yeah, I tested a bunch of them. They do still mm-hmm. some work. Some, some, some actually added the the newer uh, standard that Apple has. Yeah, the MFI thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if well, the thing was those iCade cabinets were going for pretty cheap. Well, they're just nicely constructed cabinets. Mm-hmm. If you can repurpose them to be to work sure. with more yeah, things, I mean, to, to build that myself, even just in supplies, it would cost me like. At least thirty, forty dollars, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's cool. It's just something. <laughs> it's another, a good foundation. Another project that one day. Right. Plus, it's hard to come up with a universal controller that you can use for every last one of your games. Inevitably, no matter how you build out a, a controller, you're going to have um, some issues with certain games depending on what they need. That's right. Um. So. so you bring up a good point that that flight stick is something that I had I had that same thing in mind where I figured 
the flight stick and then maybe a um of course the buttons and maybe the the dial yeah to you can do like, some like some kind of a spinner type. yeah maybe like to do like tron you know space harrier zaxxon gorf mm-hmm. have like a dedicated cabinet just for that right any kari warriors maybe <laughs> yeah i don't know how that would work because uh-huh. the kari warriors was like it was both the dial and the joystick all in one mm-hmm. and i don't know if anyone sells reproductions of that i have to look that up mm. i don't know if it's worth it for a kari warriors <laughs> that game's not that good well <laughs> victory road now that sometimes on the other hand you just need a goal you just need regardless of whether the payoff is worth it <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Right. So, well, similar to you, I didn't. I didn't get anything exciting this week. I Nothing. mean, but similar to you, though, I had. I had some credit, so I had to burn that. That I had some Best Buy credit that I had to use up. I switched to buy a TV or something. I bought a no. I bought um, a Steam card. Not not oh, so exciting. Okay. But I got a twenty dollars card for ten dollars with my credit, so that's not too bad. Mm. So yeah. that'll help on my next sale. Not exciting, but practical. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, did we have anything else interesting this week? We had yeah, there was a uh, Atari twenty six hundred launch party. <laughs> How about that? Now, I thought that thing came out a long time ago. It did, right? <laughs> well, apparently, Joe Santuli from Digital Press thought otherwise, so he wanted to recreate that moment, right? That Atari had when they had their original launch. Of their um, first uh, six games, I think it was. Eight uh, games. Yeah, I think it was eight. It seems like eight. So, yeah, we headed out to Digital Press in New Jersey. And he had the the actual original boxes for the, line, for the initial launch titles for the 2600. Mm-hmm. Which, interestingly enough, were like these gatefold boxes. They were different than what most people probably we're used to for the 2600 games they had a nice like lid right um, so glossy it's the, it's the gatefold style box. yeah uh-huh. really really quality stuff that almost looks like something that you would see like from a reproduction cart or something that you would see like now mm-hmm. but um no the original so we set that up he had a, a tv hooked up and how do you think that went um it was pretty fun i think it took a little bit to get started, to get warmed up. <laughs> well, I think the problem is the launch titles are not the most exciting. I like, think the selection was, you know, some it was it was mixed. It was certainly well, mixed. We started with basic math. <laughs> <laughs> not something I played very much of. I was really the only one who would volunteer to play that. Uh, so that was kind of over and done pretty quickly. We moved on to. What was it? Star? Star Force? It was like uh, Starship. Starship, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I did not play. You're not a big fan of Starship? No. I don't even think I ever played it. <clears throat> I think that's probably one of the earliest 2600 games I played. Yeah. I spent many hours staring at the screen playing Starship. It was... I mean, it's not really? a... It's not a particularly deep game. It's... Did it make you feel like a captain? Um, uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I turned the lights off and I pretended it was like the view screen of of my ship. (laughs) And, uh, you know, nine-year-old me was very convinced. So... At the time. Yeah. But it's simple. I mean, you're just basically staring out through a view screen and you can guide your ship, um, kind of like in a cockpit view. 
and just random objects appear. It could be like a starship, you know, like an actual spaceship or a robot. Um, it could be an asteroid, which you have to avoid. You can't, you can't actually, um, you know, uh, shoot the asteroids in this one. Mm. And, um, I, there was another variant in that one where it's like, kind of like a lunar lander type game where you have like a, really? Yeah, you, you saw that one, too. It was like kind of like just the moon floating around. All I saw was some blocks on the screen <laughs> with, I don't know, maybe there were shapes. I didn't know what they were. They were, uh, in this in this situation, you had like a little ship that had to land on, a, on like what looked like a, 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 the moon. Okay. Like a, and there were stars floating around. You had to avoid the stars while you were landing. Very simple. I mean, it was definitely nothing too deep. Well, let's let me also say that there was this very small group of us, maybe about a dozen of us, and we all were, we all, or I would say we all are experienced with the 2600 games. Mm-hmm. So everyone pretty much knew the library, whether or not we've played them, you know, in the last 20 years or not, it was a different story. Right. But um, it was kind of funny seeing, like, some of us go back to these games and not having any idea, like, what we're supposed to do. <laughs> like, when we played Star Starship, we were kind of joking around, like, how the hell you play this game? <laughs> I mean, I remember it well, but I wasn't going to jump in. I was going to let everyone have yeah, their you fun let with it. Everyone suffer. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. Like those were the days where I, I guess, like it came with the games came with manuals because they didn't have on-screen instructions. Of course, and they're so abstract that you really sometimes it is hard to figure out because not all games were as simple as just plugging in the controller and turning it on and playing. You know, they were like. AB switches and you know sometimes even the the color black and white switch did something. Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes controller two, you know, and controller one did separate functions. Yeah, you kind of did need the manual though because there were multiple game selections. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't and, always even. Tell and sometimes you, what. you know you need to know what the game options <laughs> are going to be. Um, but you know we threw in some multiplayer type games too. Uh, we wanted to get like more people in on it, so yeah. I think at that point we probably. I think switched over to Indy 500. We, we plugged in the driving yeah. controllers yep. and um, did some couple of laps. Simple, very simple racing yeah, game. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I always liked the, the driving controllers on the 2600 just because they don't have that. They're not like, they're different from the paddles because they don't stop. You can always, yeah. you can turn them yeah, They're not free spinning, but, right. you know, they have, um, they're uh, endless. They're kind of endless encoders, so mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Yeah. Especially for a driving game. Um, I think we also got some combat in, naturally. Um, yeah, we, we did Surround, too. Was Surround mm-hmm. afterwards, or...? Uh, it was in there. It was in the mix. Yeah. Probably came first, right. right? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, we did Combat, and that probably... Between that air-sea battle, that seemed to be what everyone was mostly... Mm-hmm. Got charged up for. <laughs> air-sea battles... Oh, pretty good head to head, I think. It's, it's okay. It's better than I was going into it pretty negatively, right? When we put it on, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it's it's just a high score challenge. Better than I remember. It's just it's just an excuse to try to get a higher score than your opponent. Yeah, but I think it's um, I don't know. Combat's one of those games. It's a lot of variety that, there. And people love combat. I don't know. I never liked that game. <laughs> I still even today, you know, to this day, uh huh. When we put it on, I'm like, ah, oh, this game is. Not my type of game. It's not for everyone, but it's one of the reasons. One of the reasons the twenty six hundred was built. Still to play combat. 
Somehow, when I was little, I ended up with like three combat cartridges. Super common. Maybe. I don't know. I think maybe my machine broke and we exchanged it and we never like put the game back in the box when we returned it <laughs> and they gave it back to us and I ended up with another. Could be. Because I remember going through at least two Ataris, maybe three, mm-hmm. and definitely two ColecoVisions because my first one definitely died out. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I don't know how that else that would happen. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Just random thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the other game that we put on next, I think, was um, Street Racer. Street Racer, yeah, uh huh, yeah. We didn't do, yeah. Olympics was after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I guess around the time we probably um, I had, a had to head early. out from there. Yeah. Um, so the other games, I guess, were also um, Blackjack was also in the mix, which. I played quite a bit, oddly enough, when I was little. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to experience that one. No. I would have liked to play that with eight people. But, I mean, it's just cards. And cameras. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and as you mentioned, Video Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Which is another one that's not on my top favorite list. Mm-hmm. So, it's not the strongest launch lineup, but for the time, it was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I mean... It certainly gave rise to many other games after that. But this was just the chance to sort of recreate, hey, you know, you just bought a brand new 2600. Or, yeah. Or VCS, because that, obviously that was the name that was, you know, Yeah, they didn't call it 2600 back then. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this is what you had to play with when it first came out. And it was kind of nice. Joe actually, you know, from Digital Press, he set up a heavy sixer Atari. Mm-hmm. Like, he went total old school <laughs> and took out... <laughs> Took out the original heavy model. Right, right. Even though it was... Didn't need to do that. Even though it was modded. It was AV modded. It had composite out. And oh, it, was it? Yeah. Was it? Okay, the yeah. picture still looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it had this video, too, but I think... I think even that TV did not... It was probably too new to have an S-video port. Well, the problem was hooking that up to the TV because of the... Um, what is it, upscaling and stuff, or whatever happens? Right, there's a scaler. Some effect. of the, like, the bullets on some, like, I think it was combat, you couldn't see the bullets because of the, I guess, yep. the way the pixels were being... The way the fields were being combined, because it's an interlaced picture, and it has to, huh. you know, it has to sort of combine the, the fields to create a modern, progressive picture, and you can't, you know, certain things are lost when that happens. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Well, I think, you know, maybe with an external scaler, that might be more give you a little more control or a little finer detail it might have might have yielded like a better Meister or something <laughs> well yeah maybe i mean that's i guess a bit of overkill in this case but but um something along those lines would have helped for sure <laughs> so atari launch what are you saying um if it was going to happen today mm-hmm, again right air sea battle definitely is that, that the game that, that would be game one of the games get? i bring home yeah surround Really? I like Surround. Would you even know what Surround is if you just saw that box on the shelf? Um, <laughs> like, well, I'm looking at the box art. Yeah, that was... I don't know if I would know what's going on. Um, I mean, you just see lines floating. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. It, doesn't, it really doesn't tell you anything about it. Nope. But there are pictures on the back, so if you pulled the game down, you could see what's going on. Um... Oh, there, but no, there's no pictures on the back. I checked. On that particular box? On the original there? launch games, there were no game shots on the back of the boxes. It was just text. <sighs> yep. 
I'd have to get one of those fancy catalogs. Yeah, there. I know it's weird. <laughs> totally, total chance. Whatever you buy. Hmm. It was so exciting back then. Who? I mean, I wouldn't even. Yeah, it was. I probably wouldn't even uh, stop to think about it. <laughs> well, good old Tari. Yeah. So, I guess we'll talk a little bit about what's been going on this week in news. Um, Don't tell me this Atari news. Yeah, there's actually new Atari news. <laughs> Believe it or not. Wait, uh, for the year 2015? Exactly. Amazing. Um, so we've caught word here that Atari is talking about a new Asteroids game. And it's a game that they're calling Asteroids Outpost. And you're thinking, well, that's great. That must mean it's going to be an awesome arcade shooter, right? Sure. Except Sign me up. Except it's not. <laughs> What are we gonna get? Some asteroid simulator. This is this is um, this asteroids outpost is being described as an open world multiplayer survival game. Wow! Um, it's actually a game that's uh, got a page up on Steam already. It's not ready yet, or it's not you know hasn't been released yet. Um, but this is considered like a multiplayer simulation type game. It's like a sandbox type game where mm-hmm. you are like a space miner. And you have to, like, extract ores and stuff from asteroids and uh, try to improve your base and, you know, maybe even um, team up with other players to, like, kind of protect your, your, your base and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, or fight other players. It's a kind of vague description of... So, yeah, very sort of... It almost sounds a little bit like Missile Command and mm. asteroids. Maybe. Because you're defending... Your cities from asteroids, sort of thing. It could be that. I don't know. I don't even think they know. They're like combining everything, like lunar lander. And well, they're they're basically <laughs> saying that you know this. I mean, this is a very loose association. Yeah. Other, other than the fact that it's being published by Atari, um, they're sort of saying that this will uh, pay homage to the original arcade classic through the, through the use of asteroid destruction animations and outer space oh, themes. Boy. So. That's about it. That's about where the similarity yeah. to Asteroids ends. Um, now, they did release a, an updated Asteroids game on iOS. Mm-hmm. And I think that's still available, actually, and pretty highly rated on the App Store. I do remember that. Yeah, I, I gave it a try. I think it's called, like, Asteroids Plus or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. It's, um, you know, yeah. not much different. But this is, like, a totally new thing. It's going to be, like, modern graphics. and Sure. Yeah, just some concept art. PC only in the beginning. But uh, it's definitely up on Steam if you want to keep a watch on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing these days now. I, apparently, going online is, um, I guess, the key to success for a lot of these games. Like, like multiplayer online? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think that's what they're going for. Is that because there's, like, money in monthly fees or something? Or, um, like, in, in-app purchasing? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, how, you know how it works. I know, like, in... What are some of those... Um, those arena games? Mm-hmm. Like, uh... Like, like Dota legal? and stuff like that. And right, can, right. You like can le- purchase, like, outfits and weapons and things like that. Um, sure. Yeah, definitely. There's money to be made there for mm-hmm. some... For hardcore players that want to, you know, have a unique look or something like that. Yeah, yep. They definitely invest in those type of things. Um, But I guess one of those games 
was something that we talked about uh, two years ago, apparently. That's um, right. Episode 16 <laughs> of our video series. That's right. Way back in June of 2013, we talked about uh, this game called Godus from Peter Molyneux. He's an um, acclaimed game designer, came up with games like Populous. So kind of the inventor of... of uh, Populous was good. Did you play that one? Sure. Yeah. Oh. Played it on... It's not my style of game, but for some reason I got hooked on that one. Yeah. I used to play it on my friend's Amiga more than anything. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of the version that you I got used to. You had a friend with an Amiga? I had a few friends with Amigas, <laughs> believe crazy. it or not. I know. A um, few... It was, it was the thing to get. Um, you probably knew what the Genesis version more than anything. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so I mean, this is the it was this is a similar type of game. It's a kind of like a, a god genre type of game, and um, basically, uh, it tied into their previous game. If you remember, there was this game called Curiosity, if you can call it a game, where uh, the winner of that game. Of, of curiosity was going to go on to become sort of the star of their Godus so game. So curiosity was that dumb thing where it was like a, a cube that you just had to tap on. It was a giant cube, and you have to try to like you're gonna like kind of picking off the layers of this right. big cube. Mm-hmm. And it was on like iOS and Android. I don't know if it was on PC also, but yeah, I think it was just mobile, probably just mobile, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so uh, it was basically a big ad for their. Go to this game, sort of, yeah, sort of, just to try to get interest from the public. Uh huh. And this new company, Twenty Two Cans, that had been formed to kind of create that game. And um, so, yeah, kind of the payoff was going to be like you get this, you get to be the focus of the next game, or you know, you're you're sort of the the god character in the next game. Um, and it was, you know, it was an eighteen year old who had won at the time. Um, uh, someone by the name of Brian Henderson. Um, he actually, you know, without really realizing it, kind of won the prize. And so he went through this whole process of, um, you know, being brought into the company and sort of, you know, they got to know him a little bit. Uh, but but since then, the game launched, and as of yet, he has yet to sort of fulfill that role or get the the payoff on that prize. Well, yeah, because they, they promised him, like, he would have like riches, you know. They promised him. That's just it. I mean, they your sold life it. would change. Yeah, exactly. Once you win this prize, and the kid is just like eighteen years old. He's just loading up this app, tapping away, and it's like, oh, I, I don't know, something happened. So yeah, I mean, it's like he got a message, go to this website. So he's like, oh, did I win? I don't know. He was the one <laughs> to break the last brick in the game, apparently. Yeah, and that's what it took to win. And um, the other thing was that you were, he was also going to be. He was also promised a, a share of the profits in the game too. Yep. Since he was, he got to decide certain things in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, within the fine print of mm-hmm. how that was going to work. And um, so he, yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the thing is that <laughs> you know they have yet he, they have yet to pay off on that because uh, multiplayer the multiplayer aspect of the game, which is necessary for players to compete in the game, is still not implemented somehow. Yeah, the game came out and. Um, Somehow, uh, it's it's they don't have that multiplayer competitive aspect yet, mm-hmm. and um, apparently <laughs> the kid's still wondering like, will I ever actually get to take he part in this game? Supposed to be the god in this multiplayer game, and that's kind of what they said. And 
Mm-hmm. They built the game, but they didn't build the God part, <laughs> which is what the whole thing was supposed to be about. Right, right. And and the game has, you know, gone through various changes. I think they, it was, you know, it was a Kickstarter. They successfully got, I think, over 800000 for their yep. Kickstarter. Um, and, um, you know, they started off with a PC version. And uh, they were promised, you know, various... They, were, they promised a mobile version, and they said a Linux version and a Mac version would follow... Um, so I think at, as of this, at this point, you know, the, the, the mobile version did take off and the mobile version has become sort of the focus of the game because they entered into a publishing deal where, um, they're able to maybe collect more revenue through the mobile version of the game, I guess, through in-app purchases and things like that. And meanwhile, the PC version is kind of floundering and not really going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so everybody's wondering, will you know what's going to what's the future of this game is it going to continue to get developed and are they finally going to be able to reach those kickstarter goals that they promised a lot of people um so that's all kind of up in the air yeah it's been two years i don't know um these type of changes probably do occur on a lot of various games but we you know we probably don't hear about them because there isn't this aspect of this, you know, civilian player involved as sort of as as part of what the goals for the game are going to be. Um, it's only, you know, only because somebody, you know, they made, they kind of made a big contest out of the whole thing. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, that's the, probably the only reason we're, we're sort of focused on, on hearing about, like, the fact that they haven't been able to finish some of the features that they promised. Um I'm sure some of this stuff happens with a lot of other games, though, where, you know, you know, things might not go as planned or, you know, server capacity might not be exactly right. And, you know, they tweak things here and there. But I I guess um, this is just kind of like a big PR nightmare (laughs) in terms of uh, having delivered what they wanted to originally uh, kind of hit as their goal. But um, I guess... There's uh, probably potential for this thing to still come back. It looks like they said most recently that they're gonna they've hired a couple of other people to kind of continue to work on it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, doesn't sound, I don't know. doesn't sound too promising from what I've read about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said. Um, I mean, apparently they have a, even a new game. I know that's what it is. Like, oh yeah, we, we wanted to finish that game. We're working on a new one now. <laughs> they have a new game called The Trail coming up, uh, which I, I don't know anything about. Um, yeah, but I, I, it's going to be tough to really continue to sell someone on a new game when you haven't finished your last game. Sure. Yep. Uh, so those are the trials and tribulations of uh, putting a game uh, online, I guess. Um, but not everybody has these problems, right? Least of all, um, the makers of Candy Crush. Candy saga. Crush, crushing it in sales. <laughs> That's the obvious sort of the observation, right? So take a guess. What could you possibly imagine that Candy Crush Saga, a free game on iOS, how much money are they pulling in for 2014? I mean, I hear about this game constantly still. I'm assuming they must make, mm, I don't know, a good million two million that's what i would think i I would think i mean that even that sounds really outlandish Mm -hmm. but i'm like all right i know it's like super successful so maybe like a million or two right right because i mean people ask for help in the game and you can help your friends by giving them yeah like more moves or something like that and 
So I figure, well, most people probably do that, right? I mean, why why spend money on the game when you can just, you know, wait for your next turn or sure. wait for one of your friends to help you, right? Yep. And that's kind of the fun in some <laughs> of these games. Is mm-hmm. How can you play this this pay-to-play game without actually paying anything? Right. <laughs> that's kind of the challenge in itself. Yeah, that becomes like a meta game. Apparently, other people, many people, don't think that same way. <laughs> right. They just take out the credit card and pay for it. So uh, it turns out it was one point three billion dollars. <laughs> That's how much they made off this game. Oh my god! Twenty fourteen. That's insane. It's got to kill. Like I mean, I'm sure companies like Sega and other you know companies who are working hard on these like big blockbuster AAA games. Yeah. And then they're like selling a million. I think Sega sold a million Alien I- Isolations. Sure. You know? Did that even cover the cost of development and everything else? I don't even know. And that's like worldwide. That sounds like a big number, too. That, you know, a million. To, yeah. Still a million games. It seems like that sounds pretty good. Uh huh. <clears throat> but. But this is. 1.3 billion. Yeah, this is like billion dollars. That's not even downloads. That's just. In, tw- in 2014 in apps, alone. Yeah. Um, that's insane. And I guess that's closely followed by Candy Crush Soda Saga, which. Yep. Was number six on the, on the one charts. Of their games, yeah. I didn't even know there was a Soda Saga. Yep, there is. It's supposed to be really good too. <laughs> I know some people who play it. Wow. Well, naturally, Angry Birds is on that list. Yeah, Infinity Blade. Mm-hmm. I think Clash of Clans is on there. Yeah, surprisingly, so... it's not a whole lot of games that I play, and I play a lot of iOS games. But I guess this is not my market. This is not targeted towards us. You know. Right. These things. Well, apparently these games are successful enough that they can actually buy ads on the Super Bowl. <laughs> can you which, believe that? I mean... No, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. I heard about it. And, like, I started seeing people talking about it. And I, I watch uh, wrestling, like Monday Night Wrestling sure. on WWE. And they played the ads on there. And I thought that was kind of a little, like, far out. Like, I couldn't believe... Like, mobile game ads? Like, was this real? On TV? No but now it's, like, on the Super Bowl, and, like, Super Bowl is really... Like, you think ads in the Super Bowl reserved for, like, big corporate companies like Pepsi and, you know, um, like, uh, Ford, you know, like, right. the big mega companies of the world, uh-huh. you know? Sure. Not, uh, what is this company, uh, you know, Clash of Clans and Heroes Charge. <laughs> like, who mm-hmm. are these companies? These ads cost $4.5 million for a 30-second ad. That's... I mean, apparently it's doing well for them, though. I mean, I think it's uh, yeah. supposedly paying off. It's, um... It's, it's really crazy. I, I didn't... I mean, I've, I've seen the game, and it looks pretty much very similar to any other game of that type, other than the fact that they have a big-budget TV commercial. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had a famous actor, I think... Oh, Liam Neeson was in one of the ads. He was in the Clash of Clans ad, yeah. Yep. Right. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm just staggered, but I guess um, I guess that, that just proves that these games are being played by a lot of people, even though we don't think of them as, like, well-known games or big-budget games. Sure, yeah. These games are pulling in more money than maybe some games that are, like, big blockbuster games, like Mario Brothers and stuff <laughs> like that, you know? Uh-huh. Right, so I think um, you know. I mean, I, I think we were looking into the numbers of of um, iOS devices, for example. 
Sure. We were yeah. trying to figure out, like, well, how many how many iOS devices are there out there? And mm-hmm. I, I'm seeing several hundred million, at least like 800 million some odd devices. So it wouldn't be a bad idea for some of these traditional game companies to look into more games for uh, mm. for mobiles. I, think I touched upon this last week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, obviously the money's there, so it's not... It's black and white now. Right. It's just... You can't say this is like a passing phase or this has been going on for... Right. I think they said it's at least four years now that they've made, you know, the millions every year. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not a trend that's going away. Um, and, you know, people can say what they want about in-app purchasing... But it's pulling in tons of money, so someone's doing it. I personally don't know anyone who's, who does yeah. these in-app purchases, right? But you know, obviously there are. So I don't know. It's it's just a hard balance. You have to somehow work it into your game such that it's enticing enough for people to want to spend the money, but not so oppressive that the game is useless and unplayable without it. You know, you kind of want to give people enough to keep playing your game such that. They're tempted, maybe, to spend some money on it. And I think that's kind of the, the model. How about you? Have you done in-app purchasing on any of uh, Not in a big way. It's no. happened. Uh, probably, um, I would say, no more than, like, maybe $10 over the last year. Hmm. That's probably been the limit. Okay. And to me, that's not any different than just buying the game for a buck or two. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it adds up, so you're mm-hmm. just one person, so multiply that by 800 million users. <laughs> right. There you go. Right, so, I mean, when in a world where there's 800 million devices, yeah. and then the 3DS is considered successful with 50 million units sold, yeah, you know, you kind of get to see, like, there's a much bigger market out there that they could be tapping. Yep. If they maybe branched out a little more. <laughs> but anyway... I guess um, we've got another topic uh, related to that in some way. Yeah. Yep. Um, Were you a lucky enough person to get a GameCube controller adapter for the Wii U? Because <laughs> if so, I have some big news. <laughs> I, you know, I, I saw that those things would come in and out of stock here and there. For some reason, this is yet another Nintendo product that is impossible to get. I they, they seem to not want to make things they, <laughs> they don't to want to like make be, things that are going to sell seem to be money. unable to gauge customer interest yeah they just, they're totally clueless about anything I, I don't know why that is I, I would think they would like money but but some people want to give them money and they're not able to they're like super conservative about certain things and then other things you know there's still piles and piles of 2DS's in every store I've been in Right. Like the old ones and the new ones, you know, it's like they didn't even learn. It's like the old ones are still there. Why are they making new ones? But, <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, an example of uh, so the Wii U adapter, the GameCube Wii U adapter. Yeah. So apparently, this adapter was used exclusively for Super Smash Brothers on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, this is only so that you could use your GameCube controllers, which a lot of Smash players prefer for the game. Yeah, that's what they're used to. So. And uh, that was the only thing you could use it on. You couldn't use it to play any. You couldn't use it to play Virtual Console games or any other Wii games or Wii U games, for that matter. Yep. But apparently, there's a new use for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's USB, it works on the computer, thanks to a uh, computer guy, a programmer, who reverse-engineered it, and it now functions as a 
GameCube adapter for the Dolphin emulator mm. for the computer. Cool. And so now they've had adapters in the past, like Mayflash and other companies. Right. But the thing about this is because it's Nintendo hardware, it's actually native supported natively in mm-hmm. the Dolphin emulator. So you don't have to configure anything. You just load up your emulator, you game, and uh, it's just going to configure all the buttons, everything. The rumble's going to work. Yeah, apparently the um, like the the centering works perfectly. Yeah. For the analog sticks, that's mm-hmm. one major concern there because a lot of adapters or controllers used didn't quite center completely right, one hundred percent. Yep. Um, it works with the WaveBird. It works with you know even the, the controllers, the Jungle Beat controller. Right. The the bongos. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get any of those? Do you have any of those? No. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Oh man, I guess I'm the only one. Did you really? <laughs> of course. I went to. I'll tell you a story about that. I was in the Nintendo store in the city, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I saw those bongos on display. Right. And I saw some like little kid playing with it, and I went over there to look at it. And I'm not a big fan of the Donkey Kong Country games to begin with, mm-hmm. so I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm looking at it. I'm watching the kid play it. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Is this thing for real? Like, I don't know. Right. And uh, I gave it a try, but I was like, nah, this isn't. You, so you, so you at least gave it a fair shake. Yeah, yeah, this wasn't really for me. Well, I, I mean, I like exotic controllers. <laughs> so uh, I did I did pick a couple up when they were on clearance. They were on super clearance. Way back. Not a bad idea. Ten years I ago guess. or so. Um, yeah, well, it only works with two games anyway. Uh, the, the the Jungle Beat game and yeah. the Donkey Konga. That's it. Yeah, that's all they ever made. But that's pretty good news, though. Um, I don't know since that adapter does have four ports on it. I don't know if it has four player support. Perhaps mm. um, this article didn't touch on that, but I guess I'll uh, have to dig in more on that. And I'm find going out to if say yes. You think so? Yeah, if it's natively supported and mm. it works with. Everything else? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Sounds reasonable. If not, just let me know. I'll bite off of you and <laughs> we'll call it a day. We'll see if those adapters come back. I'm, I'm assuming they will have to at some point. Maybe. <laughs> why not? It, I mean, they're still making Smash Brothers, so... Right. Why not keep making the adapters? Like, one per, per game. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. But we've got another Nintendo... <laughs> product that sort of sort of yeah well this one is um, a homebrew <clears throat> game mm-hmm. they're finally i know everyone's been waiting street fighter 2 is going to be out on the virtual boy <laughs> right well sort of sort of this is uh this is a game called hyper fighting which is um you know i guess pretty much a straight up port of street fighter 2 yeah yeah pretty much um, even, even the, the cover art that the guy came up with because he did a whole replica box and to make right. it look like an actual Virtual Boy release, it yeah. looks like the artwork from Street Fighter Two. So this is this is a pretty much a homebrew, you would say. Uh-huh. Um, this is not going to be sold as a product. This is not going to be released no. to the general public. This was just sort of done as like an internal, like a fan proof of, thing. of. I wouldn't even say proof of concept. I would say proof of the ability to do something like this. If you can even, you know, I think that goes a step beyond. This is basically saying, here it is. We could have done it, but we won't because we don't want to get in trouble with Capcom. Um, which, you know, I guess it's too bad for anybody who wants one. And uh, 
pretty cool for someone who did manage to get one of these. This is, um, you know, I don't know what you had to do to get one. But well, yeah, I was going to say, he didn't really... Did they go into detail on how many they made of these? Mm, no, I don't and, see any And location. or is, did he release the ROM? As far as I know, it's not in the wild yet. Because if it's not a money-making thing, then why not just release the ROM to the public? Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah, so far why we've hold got... hold on to it? Um, I don't know. I guess they're just... Uh, don't want to put it out in the wild in mm. case they run into any legal issues. Um, this is um, kind of a closed release, I guess. But it looks very... Top notch. I mean, we've seen some video footage, and it looks like it runs well. It actually, does look pretty good. Yeah, sure. Runs surprisingly. Full, runs at full speed. You know, nice animation and everything else you would expect. Um, I guess you know the Virtual Boy is not exactly everyone's favorite system, but it's always good to see a new game come out for uh, an old platform. What do you think? You're going to take yours out? Hook it up. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a Virtual Boy anymore. What? I used to have one. Oh, anymore. And <laughs> I might, I might replace one eventually. Mm. I'll get one. I'll get one again. But right now, I don't have one. But I've got a ton of games for it, so I'll be you ready. Still have the games? I still yeah. have games. Yeah. Import import games. <laughs> I have a few imports. Mm. Yeah. Well, they only made what twenty seven games. Uh, in the U.S. Just think, in total, right? I think it was like fourteen games was released, and then yeah. there were there were a lot more in Japan. It depends on how. What had more games, Virtual Boy or Microvision? Uh, I think Virtual Boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's um. Yeah, I've got. So yeah, if I do get one, I'll be ready to play Virtual Fishing again. <laughs> virtual Fishing and Space Squash. <laughs> <laughs> or is that Virtual Squash? I forget. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There, there. You know, there's some unique titles on there. I wouldn't mind getting one again. It's certainly a nice decoration. How come Nintendo hasn't released? any of these games on the 3DS Virtual Boy games it's a fair question it's like a natural like it makes perfect sense they've got a pile of 3D games sitting there unreleased yeah you'd think they would be ready to do that yeah especially that the Virtual Boy is so hard to get that there are probably people who buy that instantly just to play some of those games probably look great on the 3DS too should yeah it should look really good I don't see why they wouldn't do it Mm -hmm. maybe it's not a simple port over Maybe they have to just really reprogram mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, well, kind of like the Sega stuff that they've been doing. I think if they don't do it, somebody will find a way to do it at some point, right? Because the virtu- there is a Virtual Boy emulator for PC, and that I think does do 3D if you've got a 3D capable monitor. I think so. Yeah. So, you know, it's right. only a matter of time before somebody ports that emulator to the 3DS itself. Hmm. Um, and uh, you know, even if it's not officially released. Are there any consoles that Street Fighter 2 is not on? <laughs> um, I know they released it on NES. Let's see. Or it was, it was on Famicom, actually. Yeah, well. Lynx? I, I, think it's I on don't Lynx. know of a version for the Lynx. Engage. <laughs> right. Oh, are we going that far? I don't know. <laughs> Vectrex? <laughs> Probably not. I'd like to see a list of games that have appeared on more consoles. Like. Mm-hmm. What are the top five games that you've seen on everything? Yeah. Well, for a while, I was getting every version of Space Invaders I could find. Really? And, you know, for every, for every different system I could find it on. 
Uh, and uh, I think I did run into a wall with Virtual Boy because that is one of the hardest games to get. Yeah, yeah. and most expensive. Well, that never re- released in America. Right? No, I know, and barely came out in Japan. Mm. It came out pretty much after the system was canceled. Hmm. They just put out whatever. Would that inventory be 3D Space Invaders? Uh, yeah, apparently Ooh. so. I would have. Liked so you never to got it. it. Never did. No. Damn. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I could if I'm willing to spend. I now, where know. do you draw the line if you're going to buy, like, every version of Space Invaders? Mm-hmm. Do you buy, like, do you count the, uh, like, offshoots, like, Space Invaders Extreme and Space Invaders... If, if, as long as it's an official Space Invaders game by Taito. Or, or are you looking for just an arcade-accurate, uh, like, well, versions? Yeah, I think I think at this point I'm willing to accept any game that's, that is considered part of the Space Invaders wow. line. Yeah. Interesting. That's a big... Big selection. <laughs> There's a lot of Space Invader games. I've got a few of them. Space Invaders 91. Right, I've got that. <laughs> wow, look at you. <laughs> I've even got the Space Invaders for Game Boy. The one that, That's a good one. That has an additional good. game when you play it on Super Game Boy. Yep. So. You probably wouldn't know that unless you had the box. I don't think it mentions it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's still in my collection. <laughs> <clears throat> well, there's some other games that did come out. Um, apparently, there's a game, a new game coming out for the Sega Genesis. And this is a port of a PC game uh, that was put out. Um, and it was, there was even a version of this released on the PC Engine as part of a coding competition. Uh, but this time, it's, it's going to be on um, you know, Genesis Mega Drive systems, called, and the game's called Bug Hunt. And I was not aware of this game previous to this announcement. It looks a little bit like Frogbog, maybe? Or, you know, like without the jumping part? Mm-hmm. You basically have, like, a little dinosaur type of creature on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, he looks like the Bubble Bobble dinosaur. Does, definitely. Bub or Bob. And there's, like, a lot of uh, insects flying across the screen. And you basically have to guide your tongue up into the, you know... Mm-hmm. into the rows of uh, insects passing by and, and snag them and try to avoid the bees at the same time. Yeah, you don't want the bees to touch your tongue. <laughs> this is... This is a life lesson. This is real, you know, this is like actual practical, yeah. uh, you know, advice to follow. Um, so, looked like a pretty simple game to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I first saw it, I thought it was actually an old game. I was like, oh yeah, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I guess not. I don't know. It just reminded me of a game that I've seen for some reason. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It wasn't really... No. I guess, like, the idea of what they did is cool. Right. The Like, the, the accomplishment of, you know, making this. Mm-hmm. But um, the game itself, to me, is kind of... Right. Well, as an, that interesting. as an added bonus, this game is going to be compatible with the Mega Mouse. So if you've got a mouse for your Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, you can replicate the PC experience of playing with a mouse as well. So what does that bring the total to? Two games? <laughs> Two games that now work with the Mega Mouse? Art Alive, right? Uh, Could you name them? No. Art Alive Lemmings. Um, I think that might be it. Maybe Terminator <laughs> 2? I don't know if that worked mm-hmm. with the mouse or not. If that was just the Menacer. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. <laughs> if you like homebrews, this is just another option for that kind of a thing. Sure, why not? 
Well, there's another game coming, too. Um, for the Genesis? For the Genesis. This is... It's exciting. I like I like to see Genesis support. Sure. People are into this. Yeah. So there's, there's a game coming out that's going to be uh, put out with a title of Water Margin, The Tales of Clouds and Wind. That's a catchy title, I have to say. Now, maybe this is a translation of the original title. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to say the name of the original game. Um, Shuhu Fen Yong Zon. Oh, not bad. Hey, look at that. <laughs> look at you go. This was previously a Taiwan exclusive. And I didn't even know there were Taiwan exclusive Mega Drive This is games. why I don't collect games. <laughs> because I can't keep up with all this stuff. Yeah, well... So this game is being ported to, uh, to English. Um, and it's also... The original game had some... I guess some um, uh, samples and sounds and graphics taken from other games. Yeah. Um, I guess it was kind of a bootleg title. Um, it certainly seems like it. Yeah, so in the process of porting it, they're going to replace those copyrighted assets with uh, with new ones. Oh, are they? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're going to clean up a couple of bugs, but mostly they're going to leave it the same, the same as the original. Um, I saw a little bit of play footage of this game. Looks like a standard this, uh, now, the, beat-em-up type. The footage I saw was of the original, right? Of the new game. Oh, it was a new one? Yeah. Because I still heard, like, the Streets of Rage samples, and... Oh, really? I still saw the Street Fighter graphics. Maybe you saw, maybe you saw the original, then. Oh, uh-huh. If it had English text in it, that's the cleaned-up one. Yeah, it did. If it had uh, Chinese text, then huh. you saw the, the original. Okay. But, in any case, um... I don't know, this looks like a... Maybe like a Golden Axe type of game with some magic attacks and some mostly mostly sword fighting yeah. and stuff like that. Pretty basic, but I don't know. Yeah, it looks it like better than I thought it was going to look. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I heard, like... Because usually those Taiwanese exclusive games, those like kind of like low-budget titles, but mm-hmm. it seemed like all right, maybe. Right. This is based on your experience with the uh, Super A-Can, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> was that... Was that... That was Taiwan, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, not very good. <laughs> well, this looks this looks not bad. I mean, I would I would probably try it once it actually is released. Would you, would you buy the home uh, version? It depends. Depends if uh, the price is reasonable. I, don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't see a price yet. No. Um, this is being put out by Pico Interactive. This is the company that's um, doing the conversion. Now, isn't Pico the name of Sega's failed kids console? <laughs> is it failed? Did it fail? Um, I, I believe so. Well, these guys spell it with a K, and Sega spelled it with a C. Oh, okay. So that gets around any copyright <laughs> laws, right? Maybe. Pretty slick. Um, but maybe that's an intentional sort of a thing, too. Yeah. They want to remind you that this is for Sega. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess I'll consider it once it's out and we'll see what what price tag is attached to it. Yeah, I, you know, I lose track on these homebrews. I wish there was, maybe there is, like a site that would just condense, mm-hmm. like the, the Homebrew Weekly or something like that. And <laughs> yeah. It would just condense, like, every Intellivision, every 2600, mm-hmm. Nintendo. Right. Like, every homebrew that's been released. Just... As, like, a tracking chart, you know? Right. Because there's so many. Like, how do you keep track of all this stuff? Some of these are... You have to know, like, within a minute, because sometimes there's only, like, 20 made or I know, 50 I know. or... And, like, like for instance, uh, you know, our friend Greg, he's on the Atari Age forums, and mm-hmm. a lot of the homebrews for Atari are, are released 
on there, you know, if you want one. Right. Some of them are so limited that unless you're reading the forums, you know, it's the only way to get one of these You have to follow the threads and... And who, but who, you know, who has the time to search and, for yeah, this and, and pledge a copy for yourself if you want one. Yeah, it's tough, and you know, it I mean, I, it, I personally don't want one, but <laughs> I just want to like know what's what's been uh-huh. being made. Like, there's some good Donkey Kong, right? Like remakes on these old consoles that were done, and you know, stuff like this Genesis thing. If this, I never saw this article, I would have never known about this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. it's um, and it gets pricey too. I mean, these games come out yeah, fifty yeah. bucks each or more, depending on what it is, and it can add up very, very quickly. So you now you you tend to get some of these homebrews, right? If it's uh, yeah, what, what makes you decide? Yes, I want this one. I think it's always a combination of um, reasonable cost and whether I think it's going to be a limited opportunity to get it versus mm-hmm. something a little more long term. Um, Do you feel like even if it's something you ne- not necessarily want to play, you would still get it? Um, probably, because I think a lot of the you know what happens with a lot of these games is they the ROM is released to the public in a lot of situations, so people who just want to be able to play it will still get that opportunity, whether mm-hmm. it's through an emulator or through a flash card. You can still load it up and still enjoy the game, um, and the people that buy them are the ones that want the physical hard copy of it the, the actual manufactured cartridge and the artwork and the and the box that's made for it um so i think that's a that's a separate sort of layer of enjoyment be mm-hmm. above and beyond just the game itself um that's why a lot of times i'll end up um getting like a digital version of a game and playing it and i'll still be on the lookout for a boxed copy if i want to have a nice version of it for my collection as more like a trophy kind of thing right Hmm. right i know there's a lot of people who feel you know hey games should be played and you know they shouldn't just be an object that sits on your shelf unused when someone else could be enjoying it Hmm. good point um but you know many collectors would disagree (laughs) there's there's many different approaches to it that's why that's why reproductions exist that's why you know um, Some people just like that physical act of holding the cartridge in your hand and putting right. it in the machine. Yeah. Whether it's original or reproduction, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I feel like if I'm going to go to that extra effort, I want it to be what was produced yeah. from the original company that came from the factory. Wow. Well, I, you know... What if it's something like Earthbound or a game that's $800, right. $800 or whatever it is? Yeah. Usually I'm not willing to go that far. No. I'll forego that aspect of it. What's the most you've ever paid for a game? Um, for a single game? Yeah, one game. Um, now, is, it, is, is, like, is this the value of the game or just the no, what you retail phys- price of the game? What you physically paid out of your pocket? I've probably paid about... Whether it be eBay or yeah. wherever you bought it on. I've I probably paid about $200 for some games. Oh, all right. That's about my limit. Uh, you know, for certain like reasonable. Like, these were these were like either rare Saturn games or, um, you know, I don't know. It would PC Engine. Like I think that era holds a special place for me, so I'm willing to get a few of those type of games. Um, what if you ran across someone selling a uh, stadium events for NES? Oh, hmm. Yeah. You know, you know how much that's worth, right? And they're asking seven hundred for it. Uh huh. Now, you know what it's worth. It's worth more than that. Way more than that. Right, right. But that's way more than you would spend on a cart. Would you still buy it off them? Just because <laughs> it's such a good deal? 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I, I'm sure there's people that would want it. So I, I'm sure I could help them <laughs> so find a buyer. <laughs> so you would buy it and then maybe resell it? Would you be one of those I people? would, I would, um, I would have, you know, I would be, a, it would, I would offer a reasonable, uh, finder's fee. Okay. Perhaps. You know, this is, this is stuff that happens all the time. Listen, when you sure. buy, I have, definitely, if you buy a house from a real estate agent, you're, you're buying from a reseller, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> Good point. If you're borrowing money from a bank, isn't that buying from a reseller? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far in my life. <laughs> exactly. If you finance your car, aren't you, aren't you buying a car from a reseller? I think you are. I don't know. You're kind of borrowing money at that point. That's right. And someone's profiting off of that borrowing. Yeah. That doesn't make it right. <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with this. Oh, boy. I think we're getting uh, way off topic. Yeah. No. So okay. we should probably wrap it up. Okay. Well, I have nothing else. Mm-hmm. I have no uh, feedback or comments or anything. So. Right. So I guess we'll um, call it a day and um, we'll see what we have for next yeah, time. Yeah, just to follow up with us on our Facebook page or you know, send us an email at obbfeedback at gmail.com. And we're also on WordPress. Just search for our Brooklyn Bites. Yep. Otherwise, I am out. Me too. Bye. See ya.